Good morning, everyone. It is the 25th of January, and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons, Niall MacDonald, and Asim Kadri. Last week, we saw central banks meeting the ECB and the Bank of Japan. Both left policy rates unchanged, although there was a slight difference in message in that the ECB was talking about assessing recession risk, whereas the Bank of Japan actually upgraded their growth forecast for this year based on government stimulus. We saw US markets hit all-time highs again. Seamus, is this still the Biden effect? Good morning, Lorna. Yeah, so the major indices, uh, again, were high for the week, hit intraday highs, although they did pull back a little bit on Friday. Uh, we saw growth and technology-related stocks lead the gains, which is a kind of slight rotation away from small caps and value, which have led in recent weeks. So yeah, what did drive the markets on the week? Hopes for a substantial new stimulus package under the Biden administration. That definitely helped. So on Tuesday, you had the former Federal Reserve Chair and now the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. She told the the Senate Finance Committee that it was necessary to uh, act big to help the economy deal with lockdowns and high unemployment. And investors were also encouraged by her statement that, that President Joe Biden, he was very much focused on the economy rather than just raising taxes. And another thing actually was Biden, he was inaugurated on Wednesday. And this actually went ahead without any significant protests or violence. And this kind of helped Wall Street because it does now appear that maybe the worst of the political unrest is actually probably behind us. Which is good news. You mentioned Janet Yellen. She was also speaking about action on trade, particularly aimed at China. Asim, has China met the targets that were set out this time last year with the phase one trade deal? Morning, Lorna. Yeah, so last week it was announced that China's purchase of US exports have been far behind the terms of the phase one trade agreement between the two countries countries, which, as you mentioned, was announced last January. So according to the data that was released last week, China has purchased 58% of the US goods projected under the trade deal, which clearly is a significant shortfall and a challenge to Biden as he takes office and determines how his policy on China will differ to that of Trump's. So even before the pandemic, the target was deemed as being very challenging, but clearly COVID has made that obligation even more difficult. So hence the data released last week wasn't overly surprising, you know, and really it remains to be seen what Biden's response to this will be, as well as his approach to China on other aspects aside from trade. Indeed, and we've seen some good data from China. We've seen a very strong renminbi. Seamus, is this largely a reflection of the weakening dollar? The dollar has been weak, hasn't it? Yes, indeed. So the dollar has been on a weakening trend for a good while now, actually, certainly at the end of last year. Although, I mean, more recently, in the last couple of weeks, it's been more stable. So even last week, it didn't move that much versus other key currencies. And so you have seen it, you know, not just against the Chinese currency, but against other emerging market currencies and even against the euro being on a weakening trend. Much of this is to do with just big spending plans in the US under the Biden administration. And as a result, kind of expectations for higher inflation in the future. So this trend might continue for another while yet. Yes, you mentioned inflation, which is often of concern to the bond markets. Now, government bonds seem to have had a fairly quiet past week. Yes, indeed, Lorna. Government bonds, they've been relatively static, what we've seen for most of January, post the rise that we've seen earlier in the month when the Georgia runoffs, when the Democrats won both seats to the House. We've seen the US 10-year rise up to about 1.15% there. It's marginally down now to 1.1%, but despite some of the strong equity market performance that Seamus noted, we haven't seen that corresponding sell-off in government bonds, and investors seem to be holding on to their positioning in US government bonds. And that's also feeding into the euro market as well. Euro rates kind of still quite compressed.
rest there at the bottoms. I think there is a sense, though, investors are slightly nervous on rights directionality. And this is possibly being reflected in the corporate bond market. So new issuance, so new bond paper that's been issued by corporates. Performance has been mixed and some deals have repriced wider. This is suggesting that the market may be struggling to digest the supply. So when we see rising government bond yields, this feeds into your corporate paper and ultimately can lead to some negative performance. So yeah, I think there is a sense of nervousness there on terms of rates directionality and increasing inflation leading to higher rates out there. Yes, that's definitely a story to watch. But in the week ahead, Seamus, we have Federal Reserve meeting and press conference. Anything much expected from the Fed? Yes. So the US Federal Open Market Committee has its first gathering of 2021 on Tuesday and Wednesday. There are no expectations for any major shifts in the policy stance. And that would be in keeping with what the Fed Chair Jay Powell has been talking about for a while now. The backdrop looks slightly less bleak than it has been with the COVID vaccine rollout and more fiscal stimulus on the way. So there is less pressure on the Fed to do anything. However, it is expected that Mr. Powell might actually once again stress that there'll be no repeat of the 2013 taper tantrum episode that saw financial conditions tighten dramatically because this is a bit of a growing concern for investors. Well, it would be indeed. And next week, though, we also see the bulk of the earnings season. I think we have Apple, Facebook, Microsoft. Any thoughts on those numbers? Yeah, so it's another big week for the big tech companies. Some of them report last week, and that's why we saw tech doing very well in the week just gone. But so we have Apple on Wednesday. It's expected to reveal demand for its new 5G iPhone and other products and actually break the 100 billion sales barrier for the first time for quarterly sales. And Facebook is going to report later in the week. It's likely to report a big surge in its business usage, digital advertising tools uh, following the kind of holiday period. And you've also got Microsoft, another big heavyweight, expected to, to reap the benefits of home working for its products and services. So big week for tech. There's, there's also some other big companies as well, but it's expected to be a good week for earnings. Thank you all very much indeed. Thank you. Lorna. Thanks, Lorna. Thanks, Lorna.